Right, our recording is now in progress. And I'm just sharing the presentation. If some of you can maybe just give me a thumbs up that you can see the module one business strategy. And then we can get going. Right, everyone, it is phenomenal to have you here this morning or afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, today, we're going to continue our discussions about business strategy and what we're doing here at the moment. We're taking the lesson plans out of the Octopus program. I know some of you are diving into the Kraken, if we can call it that, because the Octopus program is really vast. And uh, uh, Philippe, I loved your post on Circle of Excellence where you invited some accountability partners. I think it's really good. You know, why learn if you can learn with other people and, and go through it. And I mean, Octopus is a great program to keep other people accountable for because it's vast. Um, I've mentioned before that, you know, we have universities and business schools looking at the content at the moment because it is so extensive and vast. There's lots of detail and information in here. And so even though Mike has a lot of these global intelligence updates and he bring experts on this Tuesday meeting, um, I've decided when it comes to the global intelligence updates, I'll be systematically taking you through um, Octopus so that you sort of can get more acquainted with it and get acquainted with the lesson plans. There's over 60 lesson plans in this. And today we're on module one, lesson plan three. So uh, just to give an idea of how incredibly big this program is. So today we're going to talk about resource planning. And something that I find in entrepreneurship many times is missing. You know, uh, I always say the traditional entrepreneur has been taught, uh, I have an idea. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to actually uh, develop the idea and then I'm going to go to market and pitch the idea. And that was basically the model. Whereas, you know, a strategic focus and taking more time for planning and thinking this through um, and testing your market and especially the topic today, understand the help that's required in your business is something that I feel a lot of people have not done. And that has led to a lot of experts, a lot of consultants, a lot of coaches almost bragging that they're a solopreneur and being a solopreneur can be a very hard world because you literally have to do everything yourself. And uh, there's massive risk involved with that because no you, no business. And um, as we all have learned, especially in the past year and a half, uh, the, the environment can be incredibly uh, unforeseen and fickle. And uh, it's not good risk management for you. It's not good for your stress and for your well-being to sit in a business where life removes you from that business and then the business is all gone. So uh, resource planning is incredibly valuable when it comes to uh, scaling your business, when it comes to you maybe want to selling your business. And then maybe some of you here, you know, uh, who have kids that you want to hand your business over to one day. And then uh, you have to build something around your business that's more sustainable. So what do I mean by resource planning with this lesson plan? I mean, who and what to consider when laying your strategic foundations. Now, we've already taken you through module one, uh, lesson one and lesson two. So we've introduced some big questions to you that you can ask yourself. If you missed that, just go back to uh, module one, lesson one. We've given you some big questions so that we can stretch your mind open in terms of strategy. Um, when Mike did the last global intelligence update on Octopus, he gave you a great template that you, that you can sort of print out or keep on your iPad and, and start looking at what do you want to be on this one page 
strategy and plan of yours. And today we're going to uh, encourage you to really consider these resources and what will a business look like and what's possible if it's not only you. Now, what we're going to achieve here today is to is introduce different ways of doing things. I mean, many entrepreneurs traditionally think, Look, Lani, great resource planning. I want a team of people and I can't afford a team of people. Uh, it's not my situation at the moment. So I'm definitely going to bring uh, various options and ideas to you um, in terms of how you can do resource planning for your business without necessarily incurring the highest expenses. So learning outcomes from today, we're going to give you an overview of basic support and resources required to set your business up for success. Basic support and resources. So we're not putting things here on the table that is like, um, you know, uh, luxuries or next level. This is the basic things you need for your business. We're also going to talk about a smart way to choose mentors, coaches, and consultants, and why that's so incredibly important for your business. Many of you sitting on this call has already made that wise decision and the importance of leveraging partnerships. Now, it's interesting when Mike takes in Circle of Excellence members, um, many of you here are Circle of Excellence members, which is our premium client membership. He does a two our strategy with those members in the beginning of the journey with us and i have to tell you when it comes to partnerships identifying partnerships and uh, levering, pa leveraging partnerships that's the area where most people have uh, 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 a lack and uh, we see uh, their minds opening up in terms of what's possible for partnerships and how that incredibly expands their business um, i'll give you some examples of that today um, in terms of how we do that in our own circle of excellence group of companies. So on that, let's move on and uh, let's see what, what uh, we can present to you today in terms of options and resource planning. So as I said before, basic resource planning uh, is something that uh, many businesses don't even consider. They have an idea, they develop the idea and they pitch the idea, they start selling and they really, really do it alone. Many times when we do our masterminds, we talk about the mover and shaker consultant, uh, which is the person who, um, you know, many times worked for an employer, they became an expert in an area, and then they decided to start their own business. And uh, then they start their own business by um, moving and shaking. In other, in other words, they, they really work hard, they run a to-do list, uh, they do everything on their own and, and they have to prove to themselves and their family that they can actually do that because, uh, you know, it's quite a step to go from corporate to entrepreneurship and family and colleagues and people say things like you won't be able to do it. And so they have to prove that they're going to be successful. It can be a very, very stressful situation. And because of that, they, they venture onto this journey as a solopreneur uh, or with a very, very small team without doing any resource planning. So you don't have to do this alone. This is what many entrepreneurs look like. They sit there uh, with their computer and really try and figure everything out for themselves. So you, uh, by doing this, you know, you're now the expert in the business, but you're also the salesperson in the business. You're also the marketing person in the business. You're also customer relationship management in the business. You're also IT in the business. You're also the cleaner in the business. You're everything. And I think a lot of people forget that a startup or an entrepreneur or even a next level entrepreneur or, or already medium successful entrepreneur uh, does have the potential to become a corporate or a corporation or a massive company. And all these massive companies you see, many of them started as entrepreneurs, not all of them. Some did mergers or whatever, but uh, many of them started 
um, as an entrepreneur and work their way up. So you do have departments in your business, even though you're a solopreneur, even though you're the expert in your uh, business, you do have uh, departments and you have an HR department and you have IT and you have marketing and you have sales and you have service delivery and you have all those things. So a way for you to look at resource planning today, basic resource planning for your business, is to take a piece of paper and draw in front of yourself, uh, draw a tree. Um, make sure that you give the tree some seeds. You can put some seeds down on the paper. And then after you put some seeds down, uh, you can actually draw some roots and then you can draw soil that the seeds is going to grow in. And then you can draw a stem and branches and you can draw leaves and fruit and flowers. And then I want you to look at this tree um, that you have uh, drawn. And then I want you to ask yourself, if I look at this tree that I've drawn here um, and I, the solopreneur, is the seed of this tree, what other potential is available for me to build this incredible empire. Now, I'm not saying all of you on this call have to go and build an empire or a corporation or something big. But what I am saying is that you're not just building a business here, you're actually building an ecosystem. You're building an environment here that does not only consist of you. So you are the seed of this business, but you also need stems and roots and branches and fruit and leaves if you want to be sustainable. And if we're going to look at various resources today that can fulfill that role in your life, and we're specifically today touching on the most important ones. And many times people think the most important resources for a person who has their own business is to start with their own employees, uh, and that's not always the case. So we'll be going through a few of them. The first one that I want to touch on uh, that I really, really want you to consider, many of you on this call has already done that very successfully, is to surround yourself with mentors, coaches, and guides. And there's two very important reasons why this is super successful. Now, first and foremost, you know, me and Mike uh, come from the personal and professional development industry. We understand there's a lot of people out there uh, that promise you the moon and they don't even give you one star. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times people come over to us and tell us that they've had a bad experience or they've been promised stuff and it didn't happen or the coach said this or the guide said that. So I'm very, very aware of that. And that's why just after this conversation, I'm going to give you a guide to use so that when you choose your mentors and guides, that you actually take them through a bit of a checklist in order to make sure you do your due diligence properly and you assess people. Because I tell you, just as much as there's scammers out there and people who's just out to make a quick buck, there's phenomenal people out there. There's phenomenal people that um, has years and years and years of experience and want to share that experience with you. So that's why for me and Mike as well, having mentors, guides, uh, people who counsel us around us and in our environment has always been incredibly uh, important because it accelerates you and it accelerates you for two reasons. And the first reason is uh, you basically take your guide or your coach, uh, you take the sum total of their year's experience and you compress it into something uh, that's already been filtered and diluted and that you hopefully can plug and play into your business. I mean, I'll take the octopus here as, as an example. 
which is the, the brainchild of me and Mike literally uh, traveling to all these countries, having mastermind after mastermind after mastermind, um, asking entrepreneurs many, many, many questions in different countries, countries over different cultures, um, traveling around the, uh, the world uh, at least 4.5, circling the planet uh, 4.5 times a year. Um, obviously, now, now not the past year and a half, but, but really getting our hands dirty, um, getting into entrepreneurship, getting to the root causes, asking the questions, listening, and then taking this, building this into an octopus program and have uh, intellectual property or business intelligence that's now really compressed. It's compressed and it's available for people. It's not just compressed into something people can use. It's also been tried and tested. It has formulas in there that works, that's been plugged and play into our clients' businesses and our business. So the, the, definitely the first thing with uh, surrounding yourself with mentors and guides is really that compressed experience. Now, it's not necessarily always someone you have to pay for. It may be a, a very successful family member. Um, it may be an uncle, a parent, a brother. It can be someone in your business networks or community. So there's many, many ways to access mentors and coaches, but you are sure to get the sum total of their experience compressed. And then the second thing that uh, me and Mike specifically find incredibly useful with mentors, coaches, and guides is communities. So you don't only want to access the compressed intelligence, you want to access the people that they know, uh, the audiences that they have, uh, the, the relationships that they have formed. And uh, you all know many times the world of entrepreneurship can be a very lonely world. So this really allows you to get into community, to form friendships, to have accountability buddies, to have conversation around content and topics and business and make sure that this experience ultimately is not a lonely experience. So uh, I promised you an assessment to choose the right business mentor and guide. And uh, here is the assessment that we use when we have to make that decision. So you can ask yourself, look, uh, I have found this person. Uh, I wanna use them as a coach. Are they getting amazing results for people? It, it always blows my mind how many people uh, fall for some digital marketing landing page that promise you the world, but there's no real proof there that the person has actually uh, got other people results. They don't have stats that say, you know what, this people has gotten people uh, the following results or a poll that's been done or, you know, the per person's uh, social media is thriving with LinkedIn testimonials of people who really like what the person's doing for them and that type of thing. So uh, really make sure when you pick a person that there is proof and that there's proof that they got other people amazing results. Then are they practicing what they preach? You know, I'm a person who uh, loves telling people that I've not been on email for, for uh, seven years. You know, I can't tell people I've not been on email for seven years and then suddenly tomorrow something come up and now I have to send you emails, whatever. So you have to really live your values and your, your guides and your mentors and your coaches that you teach have to live their values. You know, if they tell you they're travelers and they never travel, then there's a little bit of a inconsistency here. If they tell you, um, you know, that they are very good in authorship, but they never publish a book, then you have a problem, Houston. And if they tell you that they uh, understand business, but their businesses are not thriving, uh, then, then there's again a problem. So do go and do your due diligence and check if they're actually practicing what they're preaching. Uh, you'll see that the first two questions there is marked in red. That for us is a 
non-negotiable at all when we choose a mentor or a guide. Then you see the orange areas, very, very important still, um, but maybe for some of you, it can be a little bit more negotiable, not really for us. Do they live prosperity, freedom, and purpose? So you can see there needs to be a value alignment. And then the next one, do they have a step-by-step -step simple system? So are they just talking about what they're doing for you? Or do they have a blueprint or a 10-step system or a program or something that you can see has a logical path or journey to it? Or is it just all talk? Then five, six, and seven uh, is in the green. So those may be areas that's not that important for you. Uh, import, very, very important to us. Are they transparent? Um, you know, many times you'll ask people if you can see some of the intellectual property they teach or some of the samples and they just completely non-transparent. They don't want to share anything. They don't even want to give you a sample. And uh, that always let the red flags go up for us. Do they provide real support and accountability? And do you actually like them? You know, if you have a mentor or coach, do you actually like them? Do you enjoy them? Do you enjoy hanging out with them? Do you enjoy to be on calls with them? Do you enjoy their personality? So here's just a bit of a guide and you're very welcome to take a picture of this uh, or you could just go and find it in the Octopus program, uh, module one, lesson three, and you'll be able to download this in a high resolution PDF as well as in the image format that you can save on your phone. So there's the first thing, resource planning, uh, why go and reinvent the wheel if someone else has already done it? If someone else is doing successful marketing, why not get yourself a coach in marketing? If someone else is very su successful in sales, get yourself that. Someone else is maybe uh, successful in, um, you know, video, uh, taking videos and editing videos and, and then just go for that. So that is your choosing the right business mentors and guide process. Now, that's the first thing to consider. The second thing to consider is uh, just something that always blows my mind because the potential here is phenomenal. I mean, I've said to you, look, your business as a solopreneur or a business with a small team um, is very much like a seed or a few seeds. That, that's what you need to plant, ultimately. That's your essence, your idea, what you want to achieve, your ambitions. But you can't go at it alone. You have to grow a tree. You have to have a bark and a branch and fruits and flowers. But if you really uh, jump into strategic partners and alliances and it starts really stretching and opening your mind, then you're probably heading for a forest and not a tree. And as I said before, it's amazing how few people tap into this. And uh, I'm not just talking about traditional business partnerships, although I am a massive, massive fan of it. So a game you can go and play today uh, after this global intelligence update is to go and take your business and view it almost like a cake and start dissecting the cake. Say to you, look, my business is not just a cake. My business has different ingredients in this cake. I have cream in my business. I have flour in my business. I have eggs in my business. And you can go and break it down. And I'll give you our business as an example. Our business is not only the circle of excellence group of companies. Our business underneath that is also an investment company that invests in property. Our business is also an events company that runs events worldwide, online and offline. Our business is also a global expert institute that uh, give licenses to licensees. Our business is also worldwide business intelligence that educates and certify coaches and so on and so on. Our business is also lead magazine that publish 
a, a magazine for conscious leaders. Our business is also Entrepreneur X Factor, which runs a competition. So there is just a few examples. In fact, I've mentioned so many things now that I need to take a sip. But I'm sure it's like for you as well. You know, if you go sit today and you put the dreaded to-do list together, you're going to find that your business has lots of things. It has invoicing, it has uh, appointments, it has teams, it has performance management. And I've just mentioned the different brands in our business. I've not even mentioned the day-to-day -day tasks of what needs to be done. So if you take a step back strategically and you start viewing your business as a cake and you start saying to yourself, look, let's look first and identify at the different areas that my business consists of, then it becomes possible for you to dissect. So I want you to be a business surgeon and dissect this business and then start noticing where do you have a finger in the pie in making this cake or baking this cake? Are you responsible for whipping the cream? Are you responsible for buying the flour? Are you responsible for getting the chicken who lay the egg who goes into your cake? Ask yourself what you're doing. And many of you on this call is going to sadly come back and say, Landy, I actually do everything. Not only do I source the chicken, raise the chicken and make the chicken my friend, I get the chicken to lay the egg, whip the egg and put it in the cake. So that is not sustainable. That is not something that will last. But unless you dissect the cake and see at, let's just put it in very practical terms, see what needs to be done in this business to make it a fully functional, successful business that's built on rock and not on sand, you're going to find out that there is so many things that you're doing. There's so many things that's happening. And then you will possibly find, and we'll speak about this on my next global intelligence update, which is going to be about prioritizing, that you're doing all the wrong things right. You're probably spending 80% of your time um, doing eggs and flour and cream and all that whereas all you actually had to do in the first place was to write out the recipe and once you've written out the recipe for the cake you can say look i'm going to look for a partner that has chickens who's friendly with chickens and who allow the chickens to lay the eggs then i'm going to start looking for an alliance that is an absolute expert in cream in fact they're not only an expert in cream, they are a 10 times better expert in cream than I am because they produce the best cream and they have the best reviews for cream and so on and so on and so on until you basically have a cake that is baked 80% of the time without you in it. So that's a quite different perspective to start looking at your business as something that doesn't necessarily have you in it, but something that you cooked up. So you sat you got inspired, you wrote the recipe, and from there on, you just hand over and hand over and hand over. So uh, many people talk about a partners and alliances, um, but I wanna make sure that on this call today, you understand what the right alliances and the right partners mean. So you really have to go and look for the right people. But for many people, it's impossible to look for the right partners and alliances because they don't know what they want. And they don't know what they want because they've never, dissected the cake. They never went and actually looked at what is required to make this cake not only taste well, but look beautiful. So dissect your cake first and see what's required. And I'm going to give you two examples of us dissecting our cake. So one of the big uh, pieces of our cake that we decided to dissect last year 
is our lead magazine. Now, lead magazine is something uh, that I have always been responsible for in the business. And even though I've really enjoyed uh, putting lead magazine together and working with the design teams and sourcing everything, I am not a magazine publisher. Uh, I am the global director of worldwide business intelligence and I'm a stakeholder in the, uh, the circle of excellence group. And that really is my seed. Uh, if we can go back to the analogy of the trio, that's really my recipe. If uh, I can go back to the analogy of the cake, um, but I got involved in lead magazine and I wanted to, because I wanted to understand the industry and trial it and test it and get a result. And, and, and most of all, uh, you know, we wanted to showcase our clients. We wanted to showcase our premium clients. We wanted to make sure that if there's a client in our environment that really performs well, that they get an article and they get showcased and that the magazine get printed and they can take it to their clients and that they get the recognition and the positioning they deserve. But Lead Magazine took me three months each year, three months out of my time. And so we got to the point where we said, look, I've done three Lead Magazines, so I understand the brief, I understand the requirement, but now it needs to go over to a team and it needs to go over to a team who's an expert in uh, magazine publishing, who's an expert in proofreading, who's an expert in words. And so we found uh, the, the, the team, the word architect, I see Lisa here on this call, hello. Um, and that team literally just formed uh, alliances with us because we uh, have the, the community, we have the global audience, uh, we have the intellectual property, uh, we have the leaders, the stories, the feel good factor, and uh, they have the team, they have the expertise, uh, they're absolute masters of words, and uh, they understand magazines and publishing. So uh, it is just a no brainer, isn't it? And now uh, Lead Magazine, by the way, I'm very excited to say is launching today. Uh, I'm so incredibly proud of the Word Architect team, Lisa Bell, you and your team, and uh, I cannot wait for all of you on this call today to go and check it out. It is gonna be amazing, it looks amazing. And uh, a few of you on this call, let me just quickly see, cause I can't see all the faces right in front of me, but um, I'm just quickly looking, Diane is at least one I'm seeing here, is uh, featuring in Lead Magazine in this edition. Well done, Diane, this is our updated edition. So you're definitely gonna see a new look and a new feel to it. So very, very excited. So there's a classic example of a partnership. I've literally removed the time that I had to spend on Lead Magazine, handed it over to a very, very competent team. And now both teams, the Circle of Excellence Group, as well as the Word Architect Group is gonna benefit from this alliance. Um, a second example is many of you have just seen us run uh, Entrepreneur X Factor. Uh, global competition for adults. And then you've also seen us uh, run the entrepreneur, the young entrepreneur X factor. And, uh, and uh, none of that really was done with us, by us. Uh, adult entrepreneur X factor is still a Mike's baby and brainchild. So he's still quite involved in that, but with the help of other teams as well. But with young entrepreneur X factor uh, that is run by a team, also a partnership, also alliance, in Malaysia, uh, I can almost tell you we didn't lift a finger. I mean, uh, that team in Malaysia just completely took over that brand and um, made it work. I'm not sure how many of you has been involved or seen Young Entrepreneur X Factor run this year, but it was absolutely phenomenal. The Not only the winners and the way the kids showed up and the way they pitched and how 
awesome they are. But how the team in Malaysia has put this together, I mean, they are sheer excellence from the way they put the videos together, the way they got sponsors, the banners. I mean, this was not necessarily just done by the teachers. I mean, even though Ming and Jackie did a phenomenal job, uh, Keats got involved. The Keats was the presenters of the show. The Keats edited the videos and um, it was just a phenomenal experience. We had to show up as the judges for the competition and we had to show up for the award ceremony. And of course, we gave some mentorship and guidance to the team uh, during this in order to empower them and equip them. But they did it all by themselves and there's not a lot we had to do. Why did we form this partnership and alliance with them? We did it because they want to access a global audience for their international school. They're doing it via the competition. And also they want more international kids to come and be uh, part of their private school, actually come and get schooled by the international school. So really gives them a lot of international exposure, this competition. So they just take on the, the work and the operations associated with the brand with all the love in the world. So there is two classic examples of how you can do this. Now, I've given you examples around how we do it with our different brands, uh, but you can also uh, do this with shared services in your business. For example, you can go and say to yourself, look, I'm a great expert. I'm a great um, consultant or coach or whatever you are, but uh, I don't really like uh, marketing and sales. I don't. I can't tell you how many times I hear people don't like marketing and sales. So where can I maybe form a partnership or alliance with another consultant uh, who already have all these corporate clients and they just introduce me to their clients? Or how can I form a partnership or alliance with an IT company? Maybe there's an IT company who's suffering and I'm going to take my expert business or coaching business or consulting business and I'm going to partner with the IT company, not only so that my IT in my business is sorted out, but so that when I consult with my clients, there's software I can develop and, and ways and means uh, that, that uh, makes my service look more diversified. Maybe I can uh, partner with a mobile app company so that I'm a coach, but I also have a mobile app that I can offer. Maybe I'm a consultant in health and safety who can partner with a labor relations company. So there's really many ways you can do it. The only disclaimer is when you partner with people, make sure you go on a date and then get engaged and then get, get married. Uh, don't sign business partnership contracts from day one. Make sure that you go on dates. Make sure that you do projects together. Make sure that you work together to see that you actually get along as a team and that the joint effort of the result you produce is totally, totally worth that. So we spoke about resource planning now first, uh, looking at mentors and guides because they have compressed experience and they have people uh, that you want to access. And now we've spoken about partnerships and alliances. The first topic, uh, the third one that comes up a lot, and I think it's um, very, very topical for now, is, look, uh, I want to get an assistant. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I have mentors, maybe. Uh, maybe you have been looking at partners. But my day is just so insane that I want an assistant. I want an assistant who's going to help me with stuff that I shouldn't be doing. This person is going to do invoicing for me, or they're going to do the runaround work for me, or they're going to do social media scheduling for me, whatever. So a lot of people ask about this. Um, we use assistance uh, in the form of team members, 
Um, we have assistance that's paid by the hour. We have assistance that is um, paid on salaries. We have assistance that is paid uh, by joint ventures. Uh, we have assistance that is paid by commission structure, structures. So when you are looking for assistance in the form of a team, there is many, many ways you can do it. Uh, but people aren't always sure about online versus offline. I don't really want to lean towards one or the other. You know, we have assistance that is offline, meaning it's local people that's actually employed by us. We enjoy that because of the level of communication. We enjoy it because of the camaraderie. We enjoy it because of the opportunities we can give people. We enjoy it because of the meetings we have and the magic we create when we're in a room together. You know, there's few things that can top that. I love having a student and giving them an internship and teaching them something and being face-to-face -face with them, you know. Um, we just uh, finished buying the octopus house here in Cape Town, which is basically going to be uh, uh, we're turning it into an office for us, uh, a head office, which is a physical space, but we're also going to use it as a, 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 a co-working space and a, a sales training center. Uh, in fact, the octopus is getting painted on the wall today, um, and we'll, we'll sure, be, sure to be post photos when that's done. But we love that. We love that offline, physically in each other's presence assistance. And like I said before, it doesn't only have to be a salaried employee. It can be an intern, a student you're helping. It can be someone who works whole day. It can be a resource that you share with another Circle, Excellence, Circle of Excellence member. It can be an octopus a tribe mastermind that you've put together that help you with something or help you with shared services, whatever. It can be so many things, but offline definitely have its benefits. And I think, you know, with everyone being so much online over the past year and a half, people really crave it. We certainly does. But there's nothing wrong with online assistance. I mean, um, you know, we have our virtual assistance that's helping us a lot, especially with the marketing side of things. And, uh, you know, they're in a complete different countries and we communicate with them, Mike via email, me via WhatsApp, and it just works perfectly fine. Uh, again, they were vetted well. Uh, we did projects with them first. We got to know them. We built the relationships. And these days when I'm on a, a WhatsApp a voice note with them or we WhatsApping each other back and forth, uh, or Mike is sending them emails, whatever. It literally feel like we've met these people in person. And when the borders open up and we can fly around the world again, these are the type of people uh, that uh, we really want to go and meet in person because they've been so helpful, but we've never met them in physical form. So it does have its benefits. Um, I just think a lot of people have had bad experience with virtual assistants because number one, they haven't dissected the cake. They don't really know what assistance they need. Number two, they've not vetted and sourced them properly. In other words, they had to quickly choose one and chose one and make a mistake because they didn't ask for references. Uh, they didn't get a referral from someone else. I mean, if you're really looking for virtual assistance, literally just go to your business networking meetings or your masterminds. And you know how they get you to stand up and introduce yourself. Uh, stand up and introduce yourself and then rather talking about your products and services uh, say you know what i'm actually looking for a virtual assistant that's really good in marketing or i'm really looking for a virtual assistant that can help me with my social media scheduling or whatever and then you get a referral that works very very well 
And then last but not least, a useful resource for you on your resource planning. Um, and at this stage, I want you to start referring back to that one page strategy plan template that Mike showed you. Um, because you have these, these, these columns in here, you can go and fill it in in your one page strategy and plan. You know, when module one is done, you, the outcome of that should be a one page strategy plan that's completely filled in. So all we're doing now in lesson three and what we did in lesson two is we take that one page strategy and plan and over the course of module one, we're going through all that different columns and topics to make sure that you ultimately end up with a one page strategy and plan that's powerful and properly completed. Um, so when we finish here with the, what technology can do for you as a resource, and if it's possible for you, do take five or 10 minutes after today's call and bring up that one page strategy and plan and see how the ideas that came up for you today or the things that inspired you actually go practically into that plan. But uh, one of the last, least, uh, last resources I want to mention today, and definitely not the least, is uh, technology. You know, I love uh, SaaS uh, software as a service. Um, because uh, it can just solve so many problems for you. Um, you know, we use a software as a service in order to send bulk email out. Uh, we use Octopus email <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, we used to be on MailChimp and we made the transition to Octopus email. That is software as a service. It's just phenomenal. You, you, you just go and you build your email, schedule it and send it out. We use Buffer for social media scheduling. Uh, we have a, a full-time person who does our social media scheduling for us in Buffer. And, uh, you know, many times when you look at our social media platforms, you see all these articles coming out. Um, Esther does that for us, where you see these different articles about leadership and mind mindset and entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, she's sometimes um, scheduled ahead of time with 60 articles per page. I mean, I think she posts on about eight pages per week and her scheduling is done many times, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 posts in advance because of buffer. Uh, I mean, these, this week she is doing a hiking trail in the trans sky and she's not in the office this week and you will see she will not miss an article. Uh, I don't think in the time she started working for us, she's ever missed a article because it's always scheduled. It's always on buffer. It always lands on the pages. So what buffer gives us in our business is a lot of consistency. You know, uh, we've had people from all over the world saying to us that, you know, thank you for this uh, articles because when they felt, um, you know, discouraged or didn't feel the need to move on or had uh, no perseverance in their business, the articles give them hope. And we schedule those articles, not only because it's topical for our industry, but we want to give you good news. You know, there's so many bad news out there. We love the fact that people can go onto the Worldwide Business Intelligence Facebook page or the Circle of Excellence Facebook page or uh, our LinkedIn pages, a personal or business um, or Instagram or whatever, and get inspired and get good news and get helpful, educational, inspirational news. So that is done by Buffer. Now, in this case, we've combined the technology with a person who actually utilizes the, the technology. Um, uh, but that's a very, very useful one. For finances, Zero has been incredible. We use Zero for financing, for invoicing. Um, for a CRM system, we make use of Capsule. Capsule has all of our leads in there. Um, Capsule also sends all the reminders for our sales pipeline. Capsule also have our whole invoicing in there so that we know who needs to be invoiced when. And uh, one of my personal favorites is uh, Design Pickle. Love Design Pickle. I mean, Design Pickle, you just send in your designs 
and it get designed. Obviously, you have to brief well, but you build such incredible personal relationship with those designers and they design everything from brochures to our blueprints, to our logos, uh, to so many things. And, um, and that's been very, very useful. So these are all options and opportunities for you in your business to become very good and well-versed in resource planning. And as you've probably noticed today, it's not necessarily about whether you're going to choose eventually a mentor or whether you're going to choose a partner or an alliance or a staff member or an assistant or a software. It's more about the strategy and the planning around it. It's more about putting the cake there in front of you and taking a few steps back and saying, look, I really am the whole cake and I cannot be the whole cake. I'm supposed to be the recipe. So let's start handing pieces of the paper or of the cake over to whoever. Maybe you're not into business partners. Maybe you are into building employees and teams because you have a value system around that. That's fine. If you have the budget for that, that's fine. Maybe you don't like to employ people because you don't like the, the labor legislation in your country or for whatever reason, and you prefer partnerships and you are driven more by partnerships than you do that. Maybe you want to build a sales team and put commission to that because you love to inspire people, empower people uh, to build their own empires and lives. And then you do that. It doesn't matter. As long as you go and dissect that cake, decide what 80% of that cake can you remove and give to someone else and then move yourself back to the state of being the person who wrote the recipe. So that is uh, on resource planning. Um, I love this technology picture here because I mean, you can honestly build with your mobile phone or with your computer a, a castle, an empire. And uh, this, this picture just rounds off what we said today so well for me, because, you know, as long as you remain the only person or let's say five people in your business, um, you really won't be able to necessarily build that. You'll maybe be able to grow one tree or two, um, but visually, I want you to see what's possible if you start putting people um, around you to you know build this this is what what's possible and uh, if you're exhausted and tired today and your to-do list is just getting longer and longer and longer i just want to remind you that up until this point you've been building trees uh, or maybe you've been building a garden what is possible if you build a forest and what is possible if you start building castles and what is possible if you start building empires but you need people for that you need good people for that you need people who's aligned with your values for that. And you probably need people around you that's 10 times better than you uh, for that. But that's not very uh, intimidating. That is incredibly exciting. So before I stop the recording, and um, I want to really give the opportunity for some statements or comments or questions, um, I just want to show you uh, next time I'm doing my global intelligence update. I'm still spending time with you in module one, which is business strategy. I'll be moving on to lesson four, where we're going to look a little bit about uh, priorities, because at this stage, your one page business strategy and plan is already quite filled in. You already have quite a lot of ideas in there. And at this stage, people start getting a little bit overwhelmed. What do I do first? What do I do second? You know, I have to do this. I have to do this. Where do I start? Where do I stop? What's the most important? So some of you on this call know the 4G's priority system. I'll be going through the 4G's priority system, which is our priority um, intelligence. Uh, some of you may have heard it before. Some of you have might, might not, but it's a very powerful methodology uh, to prioritize your life. We use it in our business and life every single day. We literally set up our diary and our daily life with this. Uh, so 
uh, we'll be discussing that next time in the global intelligence update. For now, I'm going to stop the sharing and um, I'm also going to stop the recording so that you can ask any questions or um, any maybe statements you want to share around this topic.